Welcome to another episode of I'm Already Tired with your hosts, Heather and Katie. Whether you're starting your day with us or just finished the longest day of your life, take a deep breath and join us because we're already tired. a great start already i know hi Go guys <laughs> this is our first podcast so please bear with us because we have no idea what the hell we're doing yeah we're figuring it out on the fly we have we've got things to say though yeah we do. but uh wel- welcome from inside the garage we're mm-hmm. actually in heather's garage right now yeah this Be- is a, a a mixed mixed space there's video games photography studio office desk podcast studio and all. bunny bunny living quarters yes all within uh probably two people's arms length across but, but we're making it work we're making it work for you guys so you have heather and i'm katie yeah um so our topic of the day yeah. <laughs> jumping right in is going to be expectations i feel like being in high school you're like oh my god this is what my life is going to be like and then you freaking get there. I mean, we all had that like, you know, by 25, I'm going to be married. And then 26, be... I'll have a baby and a house. And none of that happened. And then we live in the Bay Area where a house is a freaking million dollars at best. And yeah. it is a freaking trailer trash. Like, I mean, I probably couldn't even afford to live in this garage. <laughs> yeah. I live at my parents' house still, by the way. If anyone's wondering. Uh, yep. Yeah. So that's a thing. Yeah. I rent, I rent a duplex with the hubs and the babe. Um, and it's, it's small, but it works. And we actually, we have a screaming deal for like all the things I mean, that yeah. are happening you around guys, here. You guys are we in a pretty out hardcore. good location. Yeah. We're uh, five minutes from each family and it's good stuff. Still mm-hmm. in the hometown. Yeah. Which is not really hometown anymore, but that's another topic. Yeah. Conversation. So expectations. We're kind of going to be talking about all the expectations as an adult and whether we try to meet them or just say fuck it and do what the hell we want yeah uh so first one graduation everyone hopefully at some point does this whether it's yeah. high school college trade school whatever you're graduating from yeah. uh and i feel like it's kind of a farce why <laughs> like i get it there's you, so much pressure put on it i mean it's like everything leads up to this you do all this hard work and then you have this great big celebration and then you're expected to like do the next biggest most wonderful thing after that and sometimes that <laughs> that doesn't happen yeah it's just like well even just like graduating from high school I did not go to a four-year college I stayed and went to a community college and got an associate's degree which was cool like it was what I needed at the time um, but like all my friends went off to a four year and you kind of have this like, oh, what am I doing with my life? Like why why am I still here? I mean thing. But don't even worry because I mean, I'm sure everyone else has different experiences, but I went off to a four year and I was like, What the fuck am I doing? Why am I here? What am I doing with my life? I had the exact same feelings just away just, yeah, at not school. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean it all worked out in the wash. We we are both graduated people. I yes. have a bachelor's degree. Katie has all the degrees. <laughs> too, too many degrees. Why did I get all these? I don't know. Yeah. I think that's the other thing, too, is I've been through so many graduations that I'm just like, well, You're numb can to we it. skip this? Like, it doesn't, I mean, to me, it really doesn't mean anything. Just give me the paper and l- yeah. let me go eat cake. And it's like, 
okay at undergrad there's like a bajillion people there you have to sit in a graduation for like 10 hours listen to all these people's names you don't know your parents don't know them it's not like high school where like everyone knew each other and yeah. everyone's families knew each other so it's like okay we can skip that one and then i didn't even go to my master's one because i was working on another degree somewhere else so i was like eh, they don't even know my name either yeah one of those things where you get up there and the person's like handed a slip of paper yeah. so that they know who you are yeah exactly like oh this is your name because i've never seen you in my life mm-hmm. and then the last one it was just like I don't know. It's just a pain because, like, family had to fly in and, like... It was your white coat ceremony, wasn't it? No. White coat ceremony was, like, at the beginning of the program. Okay. And that so that also was, be- like, a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, But, no, this one was just, like... It was on a Wednesday, like, in the middle of the work week. People had to fly down to Southern California for Who it. Does that? I don't know. Okay. It's so like to save money because they're, like, oh, yeah. all the yeah. other programs had finished. So, like, they're, like, oh, we'll just stick PT in with there. But, anyway... After graduation, what are you supposed to do? Get a job. job. Exactly. But it's harder than just that. You don't just get a job. Like Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I think my situation was a little bit like more fortunate the way that it went. Like I got my um, associate's degree in community college. I transferred up to the Art Institute in San Francisco and their program is specifically like job based. Yeah. Like it's a private school under the circumstance that you are getting a job by the time you leave. And so we had what you call like a portfolio show. So like before graduation even happens, you put together this big portfolio and you're like in a hall at one of the hotels in San Francisco and people like from the industry come. Like come to look at your work. Yeah. So like I had my printed book and my iPad with all the things. See, that's what they should do for like all careers like you come find me don't make me (laughs) come find you yeah that's nice that was really nice that's not how I got my first job okay at my first job I applied for it on Craigslist interesting yeah okay and it was a legit I would be so worried about that I know I'm pretty sure it was Craigslist like I'm like 99% (laughs) sure it was on Craigslist um and it's for the company that I'm still with and it just so happened that their like their lead graphic designer also went to my school, so she's oh. like, "Oh, like you're I can capable. vouch like for yeah. your like, quality." Yeah, I know what you came out of there knowing. Yeah, and then, yeah. Like, we'll teach you the way that we do things, and that just kind of like rolled. Nice. Yeah. So I, I would think... be so scared of applying on Craigslist. Like if they're like, "Oh, looking for graphic designer," and then like you show up and it's like someone like naked and like, "Hey, can you draw me?" Oh my I just God. and then put it on the computer like. Ugh. That would that would be my fear. I don't know, or like someone like oh yeah. looking for physical therapist, and then you're like, oh. I feel like in your profession uh, that would be a lot more sketchy. Like graphic designers. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, you don't know. Yeah, I met. Um, like I went in for my interview. I did a Skype interview, and then I went up to the city and I met the team at a coffee shop, and I was in like Slack. Oh, you were, like, business professional. Oh, 100%. Everybody there was in, like, a t-shirt and jeans. I think oh, our CEO was wonderful. in, like, a baseball cap. That's, like, then you're like, this is the company I, like, I want to work for. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I am overdressed. Yeah. But I feel like that made an impression. Like, they knew I was, I don't know, I was 24. Like, uh, I was young. So yeah, to, like, I... roll in there in a business suit at 24, and they're probably like, you fool. You're like, like, oh, clearly she's, just graduated. She tries. She's trying yeah. really hard. Hey, she puts in the effort. Yeah, we'll I take mean, a risk. I don't know. The whole dressing up for interviews thing, like, 
I think we should just dress up in what you're going to wear on the daily. Don't you want to see what I'm going to wear on the daily? Yeah. Is it more about like how much effort are you willing to put into it? I don't. Do you think that that's why people, well, I mean, first impressions. I don't know. I mean, because I've been on some interviews. Okay. That's a lie. I've been on one (laughs) in-person interview so far. The other ones have been all phone because no one has time to actually interview people anymore. Um, But no, it was like, I don't know. Like, I, like, I myself, I'm like, oh, it's more about what I can do and, like, my qualifications. But then I'm like, no, I ran out and, like, I went and bought new, like, interview clothes. I had interview clothes, but, like, no, they need to be new. They're going to know. Like, I have to get, like, the latest. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that didn't. I didn't help any because I didn't get the job. So I mean, I don't feel like that is why you didn't get the job. I mean, no, like, probably not. I I totally butchered that interview. I was like, just I was too relaxed, too relaxed, just went in too confident. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like I don't know. I feel like there's a fine line though. Like you kind of want somebody that's gonna come in and be like, no, I know my stuff. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what. That's the thing. The expectation of jobs and job interviews. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. Like, I don't know what they're expecting. I feel like things have changed so much and everything else in the world is so lax and, like, yeah, not as by the book as things normally are. So I'm mm-hmm. like, do I go with that? Or are we still doing old school, like, very formal kind of? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the expectations are for jobs right now. That's hard. <sighs> yeah, I've yeah. been on a few interviews since. Clearly didn't take any of them. Um, and it's weird. Yeah. Like, you roll in, and you're just kind of, like, shaking in your boots. At least I am. <laughs> I'm like, am I qualified? I've been doing this job for six years, and yeah. I've learned stuff, and obviously I went to school for it. Like, I know what I'm doing, but am I going to meet your needs? And Yeah. It's a it's a lot of pressure. And then you go in, and you're like, oh, my God, I could do this, like, five times over. Like, this is yeah, fine. Yeah. But it's that first meeting where you're just like, am I still qualified to do what I'm doing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The expectation of jobs nowadays is I don't, I don't really know. Plus, it's like the like what, what we should be doing job wise. I feel like that everyone else on the outside thinks versus like what we actually want to be doing. Yeah. Is another like struggle mm-hmm. that we all go through. As millennials. I mean, you yeah. know, that, that hard, hard struggle. I feel like there's a very fine line between like what you're actually doing what your job responsibilities and roles are mm-hmm. and then like all the other shit that you end up having to do too yeah like I know for us it's kind of in my company you just you make it work yeah like I I was a copywriter yesterday oh fancy right? look at you I was like add this to my resume I, I like that yeah write two, that down two write sentences <laughs> hey, of like pure it doesn't matter it could have been one word you are a copywriter <laughs> <laughs> I am friends with a copywriter everyone this yeah. is amazing. Yeah, totally part of my job description. But it's you make it work though. I, I mean, mean yeah. and it's expected that you just like get a job so fast. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. I was listening to something on the radio the other day and they were saying that it was like for some job hosting site and it was like for the person that you want to hire, they already have a job. So you need to be looking <laughs> for people like you need to use our stuff. And I'm I realize it is like the unemployment rate is super low right now. Yeah. And so it's it's weird, which is even more pressure because like I, I know this I don't have a job right now. Like I I graduated, I'm still mm. looking, and I don't know if like I'm just being too picky or what. Because like 
so everyone I talk to yeah that's in my field is like be picky you've worked for it like you know don't settle for you know just any location mm-hmm. you know wait it out and it took them like four five six months after graduation to find a job so I'm like okay oh this my God. this is normal this is like the average but like to other people that are on the outside it's like you've been out for like how long now like why <laughs> why don't you have a job like there's plenty of places like looking for people and it's like but do I want to work there because it's like you're both I feel like everyone always says when you go to an interview you're interviewing them just as much as like yeah. they're interviewing you no, 100% so it's like the same thing when I'm looking for a job it's like I'm reading your posting and this is mm-hmm. what you're presenting me and I'm like mm, not really my jam like yeah don't really want to do that but then I'm like fuck I need money like yeah <laughs> do I just well, apply and that's the thing one of um my good friends her mom I was contemplating my job three years ago and, yeah and she was like honey the best time to look for a job is when you have a job I mean yeah uh, and it's kind of true like, like you have that security yeah but at the same time you have in. the freedom to like be picky and choose what you want but and look around. But at the same time, when you have a full-time job, how do you go about going on an interview in like a sneaky, sleuthy way? Ooh, I always thought about that. Yeah. Like, how does that work? I feel like I, 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 I have to go to the dentist. <laughs> like, all like, day. Yeah. And I'm very well-dressed for the dentist. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't come in. Sorry, I gotta guys. impress my dentist. He's real cute. Like, yeah. Like, like how I do you... don't... I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, like, most places won't let you... Like, they don't interview on weekends. Yeah. Unless it's like a weekend position, but like most people aren't there. So like how how do you do that? Yeah, the two that I have been on, one of them was last year. And I don't remember if I took like a half day or what I did. Cause it was like up in the city. Like I had yeah. to go up into San Francisco and like do the whole jam and I remember Oh, no, I was working. I brought my laptop with me. I remember being in the car and having to, like, pull over on one of the streets in the city. Oh, my God. And, like, send a file. Like, I had my hotspot on my phone. That See, okay, multitasking. Great quality. They should want on you. On the resume. Yeah, I can yeah. I can work a job and look for a job at the same time. Look at that. Yeah. Boom. No, I did, I did get offered that job, oh. and I didn't take it. I mean, that's okay. I, like, it was commuting up in San Francisco every day, and, like, I think we were like just getting Tucker, who's oh. our puppy. Oh my god, cutest dog ever. Um, and I was like, you know, I was like, this is it's a lot. The same amount of money that I'm getting now, mm. and but you have to commute now. Yeah, yeah. So like, I had to factor in all the things. And it yeah, just, it wasn't worth it. I mean, if it's time. not better than what you already have, why yeah. trade in? Yeah, yeah. So that didn't mm. work out. And then oh. the, the other one that I went on, I was still on maternity leave. Okay. And then. I asked a question in the interview about like, hey, like, what does anybody do for child care? And I think that was a huge turn off. They're like, mm, this one's They're not like, going to want to be here all the time. Um, she has a baby. None of us have kids. They're oh, like, I don't. Red flag. Red yeah. flag. She was like, I mean, I don't know. I would I would look online. Like, <laughs> Try Craigslist. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Shot myself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that man. was a. That was. That was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Heather has a baby. She's the I cutest do. baby ever. Yeah. Little girl. Callie. Um, so yeah, all our topics, Heather will be the mom mom point mom of view. Mom perspective. And I am the millennial without kids point of view mm-hmm. for all topics we go on. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yes, that was embarrassing as hell. I mean, but those are things you have to ask. Like, yeah. I mean, there's certain companies now that provide childcare. Like they have... Yeah. 
all the things. So I felt like it was a perfectly reasonable question, and it clearly was not. I mean, that just means you don't want to work for those people. That's like that's the thing. It's I like, mean, like I walked in and they had a pool table though. Oh, like they, that's kind of cool. Fun. I know. I always want to like work at these jobs that on their listing they're like, oh, lunch is catered every yeah. day. We yeah. give you two hours to work out every day. Like yeah. you know, you get this beautiful office with like all windows, so you can have natural sunlight because that keeps you sane and healthy. And I'm like. How do I get this job? How do I mean? It's not Solid with what question. I'm doing now, so that's already yeah. an answer. I took the wrong profession for that, but I yeah. think too we may have a skewed perspective because we're in the heart of Silicon Valley. True, true. So I mean, we are what half an hour from San Francisco, half an hour from San Jose. Like we're like Google smack in the middle and of everything. Facebook campuses and Apple campus are like right down the way, so we have this like skewed expectation of what people our age could and should be doing yeah. and like the work office environment and well i think it's like because we know a few people that are like mm-hmm. in that world oh yeah and, and it's fun as hell like, yeah and like yeah i remember a couple friends like i'd be in the middle of work you know and they'd put on their instagram story that there's like a free concert at lunch like yeah. bon jovi's playing or something i'm like what the I have a tuna fish sandwich for lunch and I'm really excited about it and you get to have a concert like what this doesn't make any sense like what am I doing wrong yeah but yeah that that goes into the whole social media thing and I think that's what really throws off our expectations Mm -hmm. of like what people should do because also I feel like other people our age are just leaving work to travel for like (laughs) like months at a time yeah I'm like where first where do you get the money for this because you're living in the city which means Mm -hmm. you probably don't have a lot because you're spending it all on your rent right and like how does your job just give you like all this time off there are companies now i know a couple people i went to school with where it is unlimited pto how like i, I would think, just never come <clears throat> to work well and <laughs> bare I think minimum like what the whole thing now is like if you're not there enough you're replaced okay that makes so, sense so it's like it's on I you think it has an opposite effect like people, take, no, <laughs> people honestly, are like that's fine i'll just go get another job like this no no no, no. like they take less pto because oh okay. yeah never so mind. like i have one friend um and she's like from Hawaii and she goes back home all the time and I and I don't know Hawaii. too like we're in graphic design so clearly like there's a lot you can do on the computer yeah there's true things that you it doesn't can have do to be like in person from wherever but like that's a huge perk to have unlimited PTO but still I think I would abuse that like oh, personally yeah. I don't know I feel like we missed out on that whole like chunk of mm-hmm because I feel like that's the expectation, too. Like, if you're going to travel, like, do it all, like, oh, yeah. in your 20s when you're, like, carefree and want to do whatever. And now I'm like, well, here we are. Yep. We're stuck. <clears throat> so yeah. much for that. We have to take, you know, save up all your PTO, mm-hmm. plan, like, a big family vacation yep. <laughs> every, like, three years. And that's that's it. Every three years. God, that would hurt my heart. <laughs> we're going to make we're going to make we're going to make our own expectation that we're going on a trip every year. That's going to be a thing. Oh, I'm going somewhere every year. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it might be to visit our friends in Atlanta or I in, mean, that's like, OK. It's out of the Arizona. state. As long as you're leaving California, I will be that leaving will count. California. I have count. to say, I think I was on a plane more during my pregnancy. <laughs> that's true. You did travel. I traveled quite a bit yeah. um, than I had like years before. We went to Montana. I went to Atlanta like. I went to all, I think Did you go to two. Florida too? No, not while I was pregnant. Oh, okay. No, that was like years before. Okay. <clears throat> but I have no um, reference of time. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things I think we we've, we've been friends so long and like and all that like time is kind of like really It's just much weird. together. 
Like even with Bud the other day, I was like putting stuff in my purse and it was a purse that I had bought when I graduated from college. Uh-huh. He took me to Disneyland. That was my like, oh, yes, yay, yes, congratulations, yes. Uh-huh. graduation gift in 2014. Okay. So now that we're in 2020, that was six, six years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And so it was a bag that I had bought figuring like, oh, this bag's going to be great for Disneyland bringing it around. And it was like a side bag, like a, yeah, yeah. like a messenger bag kind of, but like not that big. And when I bought it, he was like, Heather, that's a diaper bag. <laughs> And I was like, and lo and behold, guess what it's going to be good for now? Well, and I'm noticing now it had like pockets on either side that only a bottle, like a baby bottle or one of the like skinny water, water bottles, bottles will fit into. And I was like packing it the other day and he's like, I told you that was a diaper bag. And I was like, I bought this six years ago. Like, I wasn't thinking about it being a diaper bag. He's like, okay. he's like, have we even been together six years? I'm like. Hello. Okay. We've been together it's 11 for years. Over, like, yeah. For all of you guys listening, me and Heather have been friends since high school, mm-hmm. which was ages ago. Um, yeah. We had our 10-year last, last year? year. No. No, two years, two ago. years ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're getting <clears throat> up there. Yeah. And, we'll be 30 uh, this year, 2020. Yeah, we don't like to admit that. I say our late 20s. Year. We're just yeah. going to go late 20s. We're going to be late 20s <laughs> yeah. until the day that the clock strikes exactly. midnight on our 30th. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we've also been in very long-term relationships, like 11, 12 yeah. years. So. Yeah. Um, so we are not hip with the times on dating. I envy no one who is in that life. Yeah, it's it seems scary. Terrifying. I don't know. That yeah. seems... That's a whole other topic to get into. Yeah, we'll have to have I, guests for that because we don't know what it's like yeah. to date right now. But it no. seems like a very scary time, place, we feel, thing we to feel do. Like you guys are... Yeah. Doing Best big of things luck out to there. you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys do it. Um, okay, so we cover graduation, jobs. Next up is weddings. Getting yeah. married, <laughs> engaged. So that was a that was a whole nother thing. I my I had no expectation of what the engagement was going to be like. Like we clearly had been together for a long time. We had been living together for six months before Bud proposed, and Katie was in on it the whole oh, time. Oh yes, it was the best. Um, that was job. another Disney trip. One thing that will need to be known, I am a fanatic. Yeah, we about tend Disneyland. to love Disney a little too much. Yeah, I'm planning Disney World this year. Turning 30 needs to have an upside, so we're going to Disney World. Um, but I got engaged. We we got engaged. <laughs> no, Heather, you got engaged. It's I got all about you <laughs> in Disneyland um, on New Year's Eve for 2016. Yeah, yeah, but that was like. It was like a big thing. That was epic. Yeah. I really loved it. And it was <laughs> hilarious to me because I had heard that on New Year's Eve, the park gets so full that they close. Like they stop letting people in. And so I think that was a perfect cover because I was freaking panicking that we were. You were so up. like distracted with I like the fact that we had to get in the park and like pack less. everything like, for the day. Yeah. I was like, we need to be there right at eight o'clock when it opens. Like we're not going to yeah. get in. We're going to get stuck. And like, lo and behold, Eric and Butter like behind us, like shitting a brick because they're going through the bag. Oh, I know. I was like, Heather, let's go <laughs> over here away from them. And I knew nothing. Not I like I, it was not even like a thought that crossed my mind. And then we get in and you do the big like picture in front of the mickey flowers and yeah and i mean that was perfect because you're very picky with pictures so distracted. and i was scared if i took pictures it mm-hmm. would not be like up to your do standards it so it was like let's get the professional <clears throat> who's already taking pictures to do this so she will have the perfect yeah photo experience yeah, and then the lady was sitting there and she's like 
she's like, oh, turn to each other and say something lovey. And literally the picture is me like hunching Yeah, you're my shoulders. very confused. Like, I'm lovey, like, what do you mean? What? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And then he gets down on one knee and I'm like, I literally, I'm pretty sure my first word was not yes. I was like, are you kidding? Yeah, that's what she said. I was said. like, are you joking? Is yeah, this, like, are no, you messing Heather, with me? this is me? it. This is it. Just yeah. <laughs> soak it in. Yeah. Very exciting. So then it's my question day. is, if Bud had proposed any other way, would it, in comparison, have been, like, lesser because yeah, it wasn't lesser. at Disneyland? Yeah. Because I know before I know. that you were very like, we're going to Disneyland. You should, you should maybe well, propose while we're there. <laughs> what I think killed it was uh, I have a very large family and quite a few of my second cousins are like in our same age range. Yeah, yeah. And so we're what? It was like Thanksgiving. Yeah. And my cousin and her now husband had gotten engaged on Thanksgiving in Tahoe. In oh yeah, snow. I remember. So pretty. And Bud got like razzed at Thanksgiving being like, "God, you guys have been together longer. When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it?" Mm-hmm. I remember Me that, having yeah. no idea that like you guys were in cahoots. We were already planning planned. this, yeah. And Bud's like, "Are you guys freaking kidding me right now? Like, I have this plan. Let me do yeah, it. Like, just leave me alone." Yeah. So I mean, I was very happy with the way that it played out. I think it's hard when it happened in such a good way that like I, I can't. You can't think of it happening any, any other way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Like he did a good job. And like that's the thing. It's like, do you go with? The expectation, because I feel like the expectation now, especially with social media, like mm-hmm. the expectation is this like extreme, extravagant, like yeah. out of the box, original, like no one can just be like, hey, you want to get married? <laughs> like at home, it has yeah. to be like there was flower petals leading mm-hmm. up to this waterfall that we got helicoptered into. And, you know, it has to be something because it has to be like Instagram worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, no one's going to be like, oh, congrats. That- you guys did a dinner. Like whatevs. But I feel like that's equally as good. I mean, yeah. I think it kind of depends on, like, who you are as a person and how and when and if you decide to present it to the world. true. Like, for us, I called all of our media family. It was great because we were in line for Indiana Jones. And (laughs) that's always a long line. And so I was able to, like, call all the people that I wanted to that were, like, near and dear to our heart Mm -hmm. and let them know. And then I was like, I'm not going to worry about social media. Like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then... What was it like the next day we were in California Adventure? Yeah, something. And like there that. was like a really cute, like oh yeah, painted mural thing, and I like put up my hand, and Bud was in the fore or in the background, and the ring was in the foreground, and it yeah. was cute. Um, and that was kind of how I went to say it. Did you feel though like pressure that you had to like announce it to social media? A little bit, I think, because we're kind of now in that age of technology where. We're not sending out like a mailed card to everybody that's like, that's hey, true. you know, we're it's engaged. like, and yeah, and word travels so fast, like, even on the family chain, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like a text, getting you can get it's information. Like if, yeah, if you didn't hear it from me personally, you're hearing it from somebody else. Yeah, so in that way, I kind of flipped the narrative and I was able to kind of you're like, I'm gonna jump world. on it before yeah, word gets tell out, everybody on, on my terms and like the way that I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I keep going back and forth. Cause I'm like, when it happens, do I, like, I'm like, do I just call people? Do I, do I post about it? I don't know. I think you call the people that, like, there are certain people who would rather hear it from you personally. True. 
like the and, close people yeah and then you're just like hey everyone else that's following me on whatever platform <laughs> fyi by the way here's the ring this happened <laughs> 12 yeah. years later oh my god i'm yeah i'm just gonna <laughs> put that like spongebob like yeah. 20 years later it finally happened yeah that's the other thing too is like i think like what you're saying with your family mm-hmm. they're like oh you guys have been together forever like when are you gonna do this like when is it gonna happen like i feel like what's like i don't know i feel like most people aren't together as long as we've been <laughs> together with our significant others yeah people get married after like two years yeah and me and eric talk about that all the time and we're like you don't even know someone after oh, two God, years no. like the fact that like we know so much about our significant others now after like mm-hmm. all this time i'm like holy shit there was so much yeah you didn't know about a person and like that's a lot of faith Mm-hmm. That, like, all this information you don't know, we're just going to go with it and hope for the best. Yeah. I think, and I feel like this is, this could get into, like, a whole other topic, but my one piece of advice, and I forget where I heard this, was a relationship is the willingness to make it work. Oh, I like that. Right? Yeah. Like, it's always stuck in my mind. I forget where I came from. But it, like, there, there's no perfect person. No. You know, you just kind of have to figure out, like, what's worth it to you. Yeah. Like, I told that all the time. I was like... <laughs> you're stuck with me. Yeah, you're 100% stuck with me. <laughs> Nothing like, is happening And now we this. have, you know, a rabbit, a dog, Callie. Like, I'm just like, I'm not sharing her with you. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I will take all us. of them. Yeah. Till They're all mine. Do us part. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. No, but, like, I feel like... And I feel bad because I'm the one that has put off, like, the engagement. Because I have... Because I, you had your ducks. You wanted... A, exactly. Like, you they needed... Not literal ducks. I wish yeah. I had literal ducks, but... <laughs> that would be awesome no because yeah it's like but that's the thing is people are like you can still do it and enjoy other things i'm like no no, no. i know myself like mm-hmm. i can't be in school and like because there's plenty of people in our class that like got engaged and married like while we were in school that's a lot and i'm just like i just remember them being like oh we have midterms this week and then i get married on saturday and they were just like stressed the fuck out oh my and god i'm just like i could not plan a wedding i could not enjoy any of it if i was like oh i have to study tonight sorry we can't go get venues like absolutely not that's so i'm like okay no i have to check all these things off Mm -hmm. but then and it's so funny because like most people while i was in school were like oh when come on you guys like this is it's time you guys should have been engaged like years ago but now that i'm done like no one cares anymore they're like eh whatever it'll happen happen eventually but yeah i think there's that expectation especially at our age like hey you, what you are know, you waiting you're for? You're running out of time. Like, like we're going to be in the grave tomorrow or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know? So, I mean. Well, and now that we're pushing 30, the biological clock starts ticking. I mean, yeah. I Every time people bring that up, I just think of, like, the rare cases of, like, celebrities who are, like, 45 and have a kid. Oh, yeah. I'm like, look, they, they can do it. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Why am I being questioned? But, I mean, at the same time, then I come over here and, like, hang out with you and Callie. And I'm like, oh. I want one. She's the best. But, you, you know. over and borrow her anytime. <laughs> That's what I'm just going to do. I'm just going to mm-hmm. borrow her for a while. Yeah. Um, but that leads us into kids. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we're at Pushing that age 30. where we should be Real making the babes. Close. But, yeah. So, we got married in 2017, and I was 26. Because <clears throat> we got married in April, and I turned 27 in September... And then we we started trying on our first anniversary. Yeah, and I remember. then it didn't happen for a while. We yeah. it took us a while. Um, and then I had Callie, 
I think I was technically still 20. No, I was 28. Yeah. I got pregnant in 27. Had her at 28. Um, and I, I feel good about that. Like, in yeah. my mind, my parents, um, I think my mom, I think my mom was 27. Or my dad was 27. They're two years apart. So, I don't know. One of them was 27 when they had me. And in my mind, I was always like, yeah, that's the perfect amount of time. Yeah. Especially because growing up, you know, they were always still young enough to do all the things with us. They, yeah, like, got true. Down that's and, like, yeah, that's a big part and, of it. And so for me, I kind of idolized that. I was like, that's like that's what good, I want to be yeah. able to do with my kids. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why, like for us, kids was never a question. Mm-hmm. Like we had talked about it. And it's so funny now thinking back, like we did premarital counseling. Yeah. Um, which Props was real to fun. you for that. I don't think I could do that. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just... I don't know, like... It doesn't necessarily have to have, like, the religious aspect tied to it. Yeah. I knew we weren't getting married in a church, which probably killed my grandmother a little bit. I mean, there's always um, one person in the family it's going to kill if you don't yeah, have it in church. Yeah, she's still... And I, I did. I said that we would get blessed in the church, and we have not yet. I mean, um, you're blessed in the church of Katie. That's enough. You're fine. <laughs> Bless you. But we had a really special family friend be our officiant, and mm-hmm. to me, like, that was what mattered. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, we're doing the premarital counseling. Like, obviously, we're we're trying to like do the things." And it was somebody who had been referred to us by another set of friends who had got married that like weren't particularly religious, but like wanted. Yeah, I think her parents paid for it. Oh, actually, is it expensive? Um, I don't remember it being expensive. I think it was like 150 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. And then there was like all the tests that you took. Like there was like, like a personality, personality test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if it's no. like you guys are not meant to be together? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would have, like, cried. Um, yeah, it was a really long test. And she was like, you can't do it together. It was online. I forget how many questions and, like, how long it took. But it was basically, like, your personalities kind of dived into it. It was like, what is your family oh. relationship like? How close are you with your family? And so we ended up meeting this lady at a bar in San Francisco. Okay, so then that, yeah, maybe if yeah. we're meeting at a bar, that sounds like a little bit better. Which, it was nice. It was a more relaxed environment. Like, Yeah, it I doesn't think, feel like you're in therapy. Right. Yeah. And so she brought all the paperwork and kind of laid it out of these are talking points. Like, these are things that you guys are going to need yeah. to talk about, which were super valid. Yeah. And I think she was funny. She's like, the only real thing that stood out to me that you guys are disagreeing on is the number of kids you want to have. Oh, interesting. Because I was always like, oh, I want two kids. Yeah. Like, How many did Bud want? Three. Oh. Oh, because that's a huge right. difference in, <laughs> like. Yeah. So that, like, to me, I was, like, super validated of, like, yeah. oh, okay, I found my person. Like, this is right. Like, we're not yeah. on super crazy paths. Like, clearly there was an aspect we wanted to talk about, like, family and kind of how to go about it. Because I'm really close with my family. And yeah. he's less so. And Oh, yeah. That's going to be a whole nother podcast topic with the boys. Yeah, yeah. Katie and Eric have a very similar relationship yeah. to Bud and I, as far as like family. Yeah. Um, Eric has a big family, and oh, so do so I. So many people. So many people. But yeah, that was like her one thing. She's like, "Yeah, you guys are disagreeing on how many kids you want," and and she kind of laughed at us, and she was like, "Have one. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Come back like, to me after you have mm-hmm. a kid." <laughs> exactly. She's like, "Just have one, and then you'll decide." Yeah. You know. And now Bud teases. He's like, "I wouldn't be mad if all we ended up with was Kelly." Like. I He's mean, like, coming well, from an only child perspective, there are benefits to just one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's, there's a, yeah. you know, a yeah. good and thing about you, having more than one. And then you have my grandma who's like, I think it would be such a disservice to, like, not <laughs> to like let the world? Her, no, no, to, like, not let her have a sibling. Oh. 
And I was like, I get it. But I'm going to wait a while. We're going to Disney World. I, like, I, yeah. It's like, we don't have to have one tomorrow. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, no. I totally, I totally agree with that. Because, I mean, having been an only child. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's like perks like. You have to share things with people. You probably got to you bring don't... a friend on every vacation oh, yeah. you went on. My friend Michelle brought her on every single family vacation, which yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there is that aspect of, like, you don't have that, like, ride or die person, like, with you no matter what. Like, yeah. you know, you, you can make your friends that way, but they don't have to love you. <laughs> I feel like siblings have to love you. That's true. So, you know, and it's, yeah, I mean, I, I'm for the sibling thing. Mm-hmm. But just because, you know, I was telling Eric, he was like, oh, do you ever used to do this and that? I'm like, Eric, it was, I was by myself. Who am I doing this with? <laughs> yeah. Like, pl- yeah, I could play the other person on the game, but like, it's just me and me. So, you know, there's those times where you yeah. don't have that like built in friend. And I, I feel like especially like now coming from a different perspective of like the parents. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who is going to keep her entertained? Tucker will only sit there for so long. Like, yeah. If she's got food, he's in. Yeah. He's, he's like, oh, you're my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. But then five seconds later, he gets distracted by like yeah. a bug. They have to be like real creative with things to like mm-hmm. keep themselves entertained. Yeah. But or you can be like me where I was the annoying person, like always calling my friends like, hey, you want to hang out? You want to mm-hmm. come over? You want to do this? You want to do that? I mean, I'm still that person, but, you know. <laughs> But Which yeah. is a good thing. I mean, yeah, it you know. I see you more for it. That's true. That's true. But um, yeah, no. I mean, coming from the other end, though. I mean, I've watched Callie a couple days, and she's mm-hmm. been great for me. But like, yeah, I don't. I don't know how you guys do it. I'm. I think it's <laughs> yeah. I as a first time parent, I love it. And she's like right on the verge of crawling now. Yeah, that's exciting. It's but exciting scary. and it's terrifying. <laughs> it was funny because. I remember seeing my cousin go through it, and her daughter's nine months older than Callie. And she was like, don't be too eager for her to start moving. Yeah. She's like, right now, you can sit her down and go to the bathroom and know she's going to be in the same spot. <laughs> That's true. She's not going to, like, roll away anywhere. Well, she could, she'll roll away now. Yeah. But, like, in general, she's like, I was so ready for Brooke to start, like, moving and grooving. And she's like, and I have to chase her everywhere now. That's true. And so I feel like Bud and I, because of it, have been super aware in each phase and just kind of really tried to enjoy yeah. where she's at mm-hmm. and we're gonna kind of take the next step as it comes we need to baby proof the whole house I have fur everywhere <laughs> from having Tucker and Maisie so I mean she's not allergic to animals well that's definitely a plus but she <laughs> at every point in her life probably has like at least a dog fur on her somewhere I mean that's okay she's just taking Tucker with her wherever she goes and that's without her crawling she's gonna be filthy <laughs> Like, I think you just have to like succumb to that. Yeah, that's just what it's gonna be. It is, mm-hmm. and that nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, she loves her dog. She does. <laughs> yeah, and that's the kind of dog he uh he will try and lick you in your mouth to taste mm. what you're tasting. That's like that is our fun. dog. <laughs> he is a big love who doesn't understand his size, and he just all the loves. I mean. It's better than, like, having to worry about, like, an aggressive dog. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's kind of scary. I had friends over last night, and I was playing with Tucker with Callie, and he totally, like, mouth open, kind of, like, had her leg in his mouth. <laughs> like, just tasting her. Yeah, and he wasn't, like, chewing on her or anything. He's really gentle. Yeah. But I feel like for an outside person being, like... They're like... <gasps> 
oh is my this? God, the, ba- the baby. Are, and I'm like, is this okay? <laughs> I'm like, he's fine. She's fine. Like, he's not being mean to her. Yeah. Like, it's one of those really weird things that you're like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you just have this to, like, also, disclaimer coming into the house. Don't worry, yeah. guys. Everything that happens in here fine. is fine. Just don't it's worry. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Not worried about it. Um, I also getting her out of her car seat to go into swim lessons last night bumped her head on the door not hard (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it was just another one of those things where i'm like okay i haven't spent a lot of time with you guys yet like as a parent and i'm looking (laughs) for they like like, i know nothing about what i'm doing yeah you're just going with the flow you're doing what you normally do yeah and i'm just i'm like you're okay she didn't make a fuss she didn't care and then we walked into swim lessons and the lights and i'm like oh you have a little red mark like Mm. i mean yeah Kendra was good. She was like, oh, you're fine. It'll just make you tougher. And I'm like, I love you for saying that. But also, I feel like the worst yeah, parent right like, now. Like, don't, don't judge me on this. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. I right. know. I think that's, I mean, I don't know how this feels. But, like, the expectation of, like, how to parent and, oh. like, <laughs> what makes you a good parent. I was listening to, like, those parenting podcasts the other day. Yeah. And, like, man, I don't, I don't envy you guys going into that world of, like, everyone is judging how you're parenting and like what you're doing with your kids and is this right is it wrong and like the backlash if you do yeah one thing over another like it's hard it's really hard and I think too I went in with a bunch of expectations of how I wanted to do things yeah and I feel like the minute that you're in it it changes yeah you're like survival mode yeah totally do what you gotta do sleep deprivation like you're a shell of your like your human (laughs) self like it you just kind of do whatever works for your family. I'm 100% a believer and you do what works for you. Yeah. As long as you are not endangering your child. True. They will survive. Yeah. You know, and because uh, I remember I very much wanted to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me. Yeah. Which is a whole nother topic to get into. But like you were there. You saw Yeah. It. I saw firsthand. It it was gory. It was like it was not <laughs> it was, a it was uh, definitely a new experience. You know, good to good to learn. Well, and and I feel like all the things that you hear from like the lactation consultants, they're like, well, if it hurts, then you're doing something wrong. It, oh, they're not you. latched That's right. Not. I'm like, um, it hurts every single yeah, time. Have someone suck on your and nipple she, and see how it feels. It's gonna hurt. And she is latched perfectly. Yeah. Like I I think the second lactation consultant like thing that I had I felt super validated because the lady was like oh oh my god she's two months old and you're still breastfeeding this is the most damage that I've seen in a really <laughs> like, long time how are you okay and I was like I appreciate you for saying that because <laughs> honestly like it was one of those things I had and I love them so dearly but my mom is the only one that breastfed okay out of like my family and yeah. so because my mom did it i was like she could do it i could do it like it's kind of coming back now anyways i think yeah. a lot more people are kind of pro breastfeeding like new wave of yeah, yeah where i think our parents generation formula had just become a thing oh yeah it was like totally like yeah go for it i mean i was only formula yeah and and it was fine like my cousins were only formula my brother and i were both breastfed yeah and, and I didn't even realize for how long. Like, my mom did three months for me. I, or maybe six months. I think she did six months for me and three months for Dalton. Okay. And um, and it was one of those – I think she did. I don't know. Maybe she didn't do it for as long. But um, I was like, she did it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And 
And then I had all this like damage. Mm-hmm. And and I think and the lady had said she's like it's just your anatomy. And I was like, yeah. awesome, great. Like, Thanks for making me feel even better cool. about this. Um, and so I went through about two months of being in excruciating pain and it basically like my tissue was just inside and it got pulled back out when she was feeding and so it needed to be like pulled out and it needed to heal that way Mm, and now that we are at eight months and still breastfeeding um i can honestly say i don't think very many people (laughs) would have stayed with it yeah Um, i mean you were a trooper through that i remember it was it was a struggle i thought i was gonna scar you guys i remember oh no i was like "Eh." and i was like boobs out and there was like blood (laughs) and and you were like like, on the verge of tears oh and in the beginning like i i remember i hesitated every time i tried to get her to latch because they tell you to go like nose to lip yeah with the baby to get them to open their mouth in a certain way and callie was so little and i was like so scared and hesitating yeah it it took me like 15 minutes to get her latched every time yeah she feeds like six i remember your mom like helping a couple times yeah yeah Yeah. it was bad it was a straight up struggle it takes a village it really does (laughs) like um but i i wanted to do that i had that expectation and and that was one of the things that i met i feel like and then but because it was so hard i feel like they kind of um sometimes they need to suck just to like satiate the need to suck and so i was like pass fire yeah i was like i for a while was gonna try and hold out i was like nope just here you go (laughs) yeah i was was like and my parents were like well you know like when they have her they're like oh you don't need a pass fire unless you're sleeping and for us, I give it to her because she'll sit there and she'll chew on it. Yeah, she's like, like she's happy teething. as a clam with it. Yeah, yeah, she's teething. I don't think she needs it. I don't think she's ever really been one of those kids that like needs it, that like cries for their pacifier. Yeah. I think it definitely kind of calms her down. But I mean, I'm going to come to that bridge when we have I mean, to. I'm not yeah. going to worry about it beforehand. But yeah, my family is very like, well, she's not sleeping. She doesn't need her pacifier unless she's going to bed. I'm like, I don't care. See, and that's the thing. It's like expectations. How should you be doing this versus like yeah, how other people think you should be doing this? And that's like a funny thing like mm-hmm. as an outsider because like, I mean, like you and Ashley have very different parenting like styles yeah, and like beliefs and stuff like that. But like both your babies are happy. They're both growing. your babies are doing great. Yeah. And so it's like just let the moms do what the moms want to do. Like, yeah, I mean – I mean, everyone's going to have their opinion. Everyone's going to, like, expect that this is the right way. And especially, like, now with, like, all these, like, different fronts of, like, this is the way and the only way. <laughs> Makes me think of Mandalorian. This is the way. Um, we love Mandalorian. We do. So good. Um, Can't wait for season two. <laughs> but, no, I think it's – I mean, that's more of, like, the part of hesitation. It Like, for an outsider, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, if we have kids, this is, like, the world we have to go into where – there's these expectations of like this is how you should be doing something and Mm -hmm. if you're not like you're parenting wrong you're momming wrong like is that do you ever feel that because that's I mean as an outsider that's how it the world seems going into like I don't think it would deter me from having kids though no 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 I think it just kind of comes with the territory yeah and as long as Bud and I are in agreement on what we're doing yeah I don't care that's true I think that's been one of the harder things. And maybe, too, I'm not on social media a ton. True. true um, yeah. Like, I definitely go on Instagram and Facebook and things. And I have to say, there's a couple groups on Facebook that have been extremely helpful. That's like, good. there's a first-time moms group that I'm a part of. 
and like um exclusively breastfeeding group and all of those people like save my life because that's good that's good i'm like okay i'm not alone yeah i'm not the only one doing this there's other people and it's a really good resource um for different things like anything that you're going through i Mm -hmm. feel like it would be really good to just kind of like chime in there and and most of the comments there's at least like 100 comments Oh, that's so nice. There's so, like, people, people helping people. That's yeah, good. exactly. And Very I refreshing. Like it's really hard. And so to be able to have that as a resource where you're not being judged and, you know, I would hope not. I'm sure there's some nasty comments that go I mean, there's there. always in a group. Because people always have to have, to have their peace and yeah. say their feelings. Yeah. But I feel like you kind of open yourself up to it when you, like, ask a yeah. question on there. Um, but for the most part, it's all been really positive. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like maybe if I was on social media more, I would feel it. Yeah. Like I've only posted a couple pictures of Callie. I do stories a lot. Yeah. But that's just because I'm lazy, I guess. I don't know. I'm very particular about my photos. Yes. And <laughs> yes, you so are. So <laughs> if it's not like the perfect photo, yeah. then I'm not posting it for more than a 24-hour period. <laughs> like, I'm going to be editing this a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, make it look great. I mean, yeah. no, I appreciate that about you because, you know. I just have an idea in my mind of the way that I want things to be seen, I think. I mean, that's good, though. Yeah. But I feel like, as far as Callie's concerned, and, you know, we've we've made it to eight months successfully. <laughs> She's still alive. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Woo! Um, it was really interesting, like, swaddling. She loved a swaddle. I mean, who wouldn't want to be swaddled? Actually, that's, like, a thing you do with, like, patients. Like, when really? they're aggressive or, like, feeling like very agitated that's actually a thing like you swaddle them like a baby like burrito wrap them and like Ah. rock them back and forth because it's like goes back to when you're a baby and it calms you i mean we had to do that in like one of our labs and i was Mm -hmm. like oh my god i want someone to swaddle me every day is that the concept of like why weighted blankets are so popular uh kind of but oh that's like a calming reflex yeah it's like it's kind of like that compression like Mm -hmm. a hug um yeah no it's Get a weighted blanket if you don't have one. Everyone needs yeah. a weighted blanket. I got one for Christmas. Oh. It is magical. Where did you get it? I we want one, but I they're expensive. They're very expensive. That's why I've held out and waited yeah. to get one for Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's but smart. I think we got it from Bed Bath and Beyond. Hmm. But the good thing about the one I have is it's cooling. Oh yeah, Bud would need that. And it has like a zip cover so you can like actually wash, wash the cover. That was my so other thing. So I'm like, smart. if first of all, I get really warm. So like if I am sweating in this, like Mm-hmm. I don't want this to like be a smelly blanket, but it's you. So when you get one, you have to get it based on the weight. So like, don't just get anyone. There's like a category on the box that should say like how much you weigh. You need a certain amount of weight because it has to have a certain amount of pressure on you for it to like, yeah, really be effective. But yeah, everyone go get a weighted blanket. It'll make <laughs> you feel better. Just nap with it. Watch TV with it. So We're not endorsed comforting. by weighted blankets, but I would love to be. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Send us weighted blankets, please. Um. um but yeah, so Callie was a big swaddler, and I, I think it was at her one month checkup where her doctor had recommended to us the happiest baby on the block, and I literally went home and bought like five. Oh, is that the book? Yeah. That's okay. The book. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so it's called Happiest Baby on the Block, and it's like the five S's, and she was calmed by them instantly. Oh, it's like magic, baby magic. Yeah, it was. And so I read the book. I got it on um, my like 
my nook or something and then we had a couple people that we knew that were like getting pregnant and I literally like went on Amazon and bought five so that we had them at the house you're like you're gonna need this read this book honest to god yeah that's great though yeah our pediatrician recommended it and we listened to it and she like barely fussed yeah, she's like, like she the was, least fussy baby I've ever seen. Yeah, and I 100% attributed it to the fact that we kind of understood what we were doing. Yeah. Like, it was a whole You had concept. a game plan going in. Yeah. Like, we knew that these were the things that helped her. And, and again, the five S's are swaddle, sway, shush, suck, and I can't remember what the fifth one is. Side or back. So it's like if you put the baby in a swaddle and then you put them like to your body on their side mm-hmm. and you kind of sway back and forth and you do the whole shh, like that's why sound machines are and the baby shusher, oh, all yeah. of that stuff is like so good. Oh, and sh- that would calm her instantly. I think there was maybe not even a handful of times, like two or three times as an infant where she was inconsolable. And the rest of the time we could get her wow. calm. That's amazing. Yeah. We have nothing to complain about as parents. Like, we literally have <laughs> Everyone nothing Everyone go buy this book immediately. If you about. have children or you're going to have a baby, go get this book. Yeah. Um, so that was super, ha- like, helpful. But, yeah, I didn't know about that beforehand. And I didn't, like, we just kind of went into labor and delivery and, like, parenthood just being like, eh. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's going to be like, fine. I feel like most people probably do that. I mean, you go to, like, the classes and stuff ahead of time, but, like... I never went to a class. Really? We went to a breastfeeding class. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember. We didn't do Lamaze <laughs> or anything, about that. I yeah. mean, there's so many, like, options out there now for you to, like, things to prep for and baby classes. and It's overwhelming. That's a lot, like, yeah. Like, I had a good friend send me... A, like a birth plan and it was like 80 questions Ugh. and I remember looking at wow. it and being like oh my like God. I kind of just wanted to go to the hospital and like get yeah. it out of me I'm like <laughs> safely I don't, I don't want any of this yeah. <laughs> I was like I, I don't I, and I, I was like okay I was like thank you I really appreciate it and I looked at it not like never again like I opened it the first time <laughs> and I was set like this aside this is so overwhelming I, I bet so we went in just being like well it's going to happen how it's going to happen. And I had heard a lot, too. If you have this idea of how it's going to happen mm-hmm. and then it doesn't go as planned, you freak out. Yeah. Because you're losing that the one sense of control that you yeah. have. Yeah. You're like, this is not going the way I wanted it to. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So I have a very low pain tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just kind of like, I'm just in, until I am in labor, I'm not going to think about it. And it worked for us. <laughs> every time i watch the movie what is it what to expect when you're expecting yeah i always like love the scene where she's like gary give me the juice and i'm like Mm -hmm. that's gonna be me just like load me up Mm -hmm. i know i don't want to feel it just let me push it out yeah (laughs) yeah it's really funny um i was like like i had gone through labor we i got induced because callie was four days late we didn't know what she was gonna be oh yeah that was exciting so callie's due date was on Cinco de Mayo on May 5th. That's why she's a taco baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we had decided to not find out if she was going to be a boy or a girl. And by the 5th, Bud was dying. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I've waited nine months. This is long enough. I want to know. Yeah. Come on out, baby. Let's see what you are. (laughs) And so I remember I think Cinco de Mayo was on a Sunday. 
and I, like that weekend I literally I got a short tan because it was May it was mm-hmm. hot um we walked so much oh yeah I remember you say, texting me like I'm doing everything I can like yeah, I've done everything I ate spicy food I ate probably my weight in pineapple which is probably <laughs> not good like, like my tongue was numb like, after <laughs> yeah like all the spicy food all the walking like we tried everything yeah and it, it just like wasn't happening and so we went into the doctor on Monday and she's like well you know you can be induced if you want to or you can let labor happen when it's going to happen but you know at, at, right now there's a chance that the baby's going to be like eight or nine pounds <laughs> you're like I'm sorry what, I was like what's coming out of me oh great fantastic let's like, do this okay and so she's like do you do you want to look into like what times there are available for induction and Bud's like, yeah. <laughs> yes, sign us up. Immediate. Yeah. First like, slot. Let's do it. He answered for me. He's like, oh, so we can go in Tuesday night? Okay, we'll be there. You're like, oh, all right, thanks. Yeah, yeah let's do this. Yeah. And so, uh, and I remember we had to call the hospital and make sure there was room for us, just in case there was like a bunch of people delivering, like, yeah. delivering that day. And it was Tuesday night. We were supposed to go in at like 730. And so we called and they were like, oh, can you check back in in like 15 minutes? And they did that to us a couple times. And he was like, like a wait list at like a restaurant. Like mm, table might be a little longer. Do you, do you still want your name on the list? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was exactly like that. And I remember being in my parents' living room. Like our bags were packed. It was great. Like there was no like get in the car. Let's go. Which our hospital was seven minutes from our house. So we had yeah. like. I know. I feel no like everything's always portrayed like holy shit. Water broke. We yeah. have to go now. It's like Mario Kart racing through the mm-hmm. streets like to get to the hospital. Yeah, I was very glad that wasn't the case for us because I'm pretty sure I'd have lost my mind and yeah. like left stuff at home that I 100% needed. Yeah. Um. So my mom went with us and it was just the three of us and we got settled in our room and they started um, the induction process and it like wasn't painful at first. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of chilled. Um. I know. I remember night. getting like pictures. Yeah. Updates and you were just like hanging out. Yeah. And, like we you like know, were roaming the halls on the ball I was super with the ice chips. Oh, I, by the time I was on the ball, I was in pain. That okay. Was uh, the well, you looked night. great. You look like you were doing great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was interesting. So like that first night, it was just fun night. And we had like all the Jello and like all the pudding. We have his vanilla pudding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I could have like vanilla pudding and bone broth and mm, delicious. You know, Jello. <laughs> like orange jello or something and so we're just like chilling and then the next day they're like okay so you know that didn't really work enough we're gonna kick it up and do the next thing like you can either take a pill yeah (laughs) they're like you can take this pill which will like soften you and you'll start or you can do this like balloon thing and I was like "Ah, I'm gonna start with the pill and see how that goes I don't need a balloon in me thanks you had the balloon yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that was the first step and then it it, like didn't do anything and uh is it literally just like they stick a balloon like it sounds what what is the balloon so it is sorry for being graphic with everyone but we need to know these things yeah so it is like a um it's silicone okay i think and they insert it in and the entire point is so that it expands your cervix okay i think Uh uh-huh so, because, like, the whole thing, they were, like, trying to ripen your cervix and get it soft so that the baby can, like, Like, the perfect out. avocado. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Trying to speed up the ripening process. <laughs> um, and so, they insert this balloon, like, after doing all of these different, like, ripening, softening things. Yeah. And, and they put it in and they fill it with saline. Okay. And so, basically, like, it's up inside and the entire point is for it to stretch out your body. Okay. Okay. So that... 
it can fall out on its own. So like yeah. when it falls out, it clearly like you you've dilated. Yeah, to a certain like amount. you're at the right, yeah. right size. Yeah, not not totally right, but like getting there. Okay. So I got the balloon in at like four p.m. on Wednesday. Uh huh. And it fell out on its own by nine p.m. Okay. So it was only in for five hours, which was great. But I end up like it hurts so freaking bad every time you're having a contraction because it's pushing on your uterus. Yeah. And so it's real uncomfortable. And I ended up getting a shot of morphine in my leg because mm. it it was not comfortable. <laughs> but because of the morphine, I was able to sleep. And so it came out at nine. I slept. My mom stayed that night. So Tuesday night was just that night. Wednesday night, my mom stayed because I was in so much pain. I was like, don't leave me. <laughs> Please don't leave me like, Mom, Mommy, don't yeah. go. <laughs> um, so it was funny. Bud slept on the couch and my mom slept in the hospital bed with me uh-huh. on Wednesday night. And then Thursday morning, I got up and they were like, OK, like you're still on track, but you're not there yet. And I was like, all right, I want to walk around. Yeah. Like, I was like, I just need to like take a hot lap. And it, I remember it being like 7 a.m. and I was like getting out of the hospital bed and like putting my slippers on. And Bud's like, I was like shaking because I was like going through contractions. And Bud's like, Are you sure? Don't you want to get an epidural? Like, that's supposed to help, right? You look like you're in a lot of pain. And I was like, Shut up. I was like, If I get that epidural, then I can't walk around. Like, yeah, you're, once you get you're it, in the bed. You're in the bed. Like, you're done. You can't move. Hey. And I'm like shaking, getting through this contraction, and I was like, I was like, it's fine, it'll be fine. I'm just, I just need to do this. And and as I'm putting on my slippers, my water broke. <laughs> well, there you go. And I was like, I'll take the epidural now. Yeah, now like, put me in the bed. Immediately, I'm done. I was like, I was like, I'll take that now. And and it was really funny because the anesthesiologist came in and they're like, you can only have one person in the room while you're getting the epidural. Who do you want? And and I didn't what? really understand why. But I was like, bye, bud. I was like, yeah. Mom, mommy. I was like, you're staying with me. <laughs> and they had me on that side of the hospital bed. And I remember telling the anesthesiologist, I was like, I can only feel it in the right side. What did you do? <laughs> you messed this up. And you don't know like, what you're doing. They're like, no, this is totally normal. It's just cooling you on this one side. Like, it's fine. My mom's sitting there staring the whole time because she she went to college to be a nurse and then ended up like Oh, nursing. that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was going to go to Chico. Oh. Yeah, nice. and it was impacted at the time. Oh. Like, there were so many people. And then it was really hot. And my mom, like, yeah, she can't do the heat. Yeah. And so it just, like, it didn't work out. Um, but so she was really interested. Yeah. She's and, like, like oh, I could have been doing this. Yeah. yeah. So she was funny. Even, like, while I was pushing in the nurses that were there and, like, the whole team, they thought my mom was a nurse <laughs> because of the way that she was, like, interacting and doing all the things, which was fun. Um, but, yeah, so I was, like, getting the epidural. And then Bud came back in. And, and I pushed for about 45 minutes. See, that seems just, like, great. I don't, I don't know how, like, but in the movies. In the movies, I feel like. make it look it's like, like snap, hour. snap, Really? Yeah. I feel like every time I've, like, watched something, it's like, oh, 20, I mean, yeah, like I, hours or days. I'm like, oh, shit. If somebody asked me, I don't think I could say, like, oh, yeah, no, I was in labor for, like, 14 hours. Like, I, we like, I don't know how people, like, are alive at the end of that. Like, I would just be, like. It just sounds so painful and like to be in pain that long like i'm just like what yeah no ow it's a it's a weird but like the you can't not i mean yeah like what are you gonna do you can't go back like uh, let's cut it i don't want to do this mm-hmm. anymore like nope that's not an option yeah i never thought about a c-section i've heard that recovery is a lot harder so i was just kind of like this is gonna happen 
Yeah. Um, and and yeah, so I was I pushed for forty five minutes, and it was only my mom and Bud and mm-hmm. a nurse. And then when like apparently it was like you you could see Callie's head for like a while. <laughs> She's like, hey, yeah. I remember, I remember my mom. This baby has hair. <laughs> Like, thank awesome. god she's not bald yeah because i had bud like up. i was like you are not going don't look my down leg. there yeah i was like no that's yeah. not that's not a thing that's happening um and so i literally like had a sheet up on my left leg oh the yeah. leg that he was holding i was like you're not looking down there you're up by my head yeah stare at my face look at my face focus my mom, on my face my mom was like down there oh the yeah time. i mean like you I came like, out of her so she's like eh whatevs i know let's just do this <laughs> the circle of life yeah um but yeah, I remember the the nurse being like, "Okay, like I I need to go get your doctor, but there's a couple other people having babies right now, so it might be a minute." And I'm like, <laughs> "What? You get me to this point?" Yeah, like no, no, the no. The baby is coming. <laughs> just hold it there for and a second. And she's like, "Well, I'm sure you're gonna want your doctor, or do you just like there are other doctors on call?" I was like, "I don't give a fine." It's like, buzz. give me a safe set of hands to catch. Mm-hmm. That's all we need. Like, and before I'm, I was really weird. I was like, "My doctor's an, a a lady." I was like. Yeah. If you haven't done this yourself, I don't trust you to do it. Which I know that's like yeah. BS. Like men doctors do it all the time. But I was just more comfortable with a woman. Yeah. And the nurse, I was like, I don't care who it is. Whoever is here is delivering this baby. <laughs> like, mom, She's I need you to catch the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just so happened, like, the nurse went, like, she was at the door to go get my doctor. And your doctor and, walked in? Yep. And she oh, walked nice. in. And I'm pretty sure I audibly was like, thank God. <laughs> Get in here. I was like, She's coming out. Timing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Callie was born. And it, it's crazy. Like a team of like three or four people flew oh, in. Oh, they like swoop doctor. in to check yeah. on. But it was like, it was babes. like three people the whole time. Yeah. And then it's like it was a secret like, team in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like somebody came in with a tray. They like folded part of the bed down. They had this like bucket that like had like because the placenta and the placenta comes, comes out, out there. Um, and and then they like clean it up and like left just as fast as they came. I felt like it was really weird. Mm. But now they're super big on skin to skin. Yeah. So Callie came out. The doctor held her up. Bud got to be like, "It's a girl." Ah. And they put her on my chest and and then they had to stitch me up because mm. I had third degree tears, which ah. sounds real bad. But like, I didn't rip hole the hole, so that's good. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. But I did. I tore tissue and muscle. And okay. so that was the thing that I like I never considered. And I know the nurse was like down there trying to like ease yeah. that the whole time. And so I never considered that that was going to be a thing. Like I never oh, yeah. thought about what recovery was going to be like for me after. Oh, yeah. I feel like people I've talked to they're like some people I know have had to go to like pelvic floor yeah. rehab, which everyone there's a pelvic floor physical therapy rehab if you don't know about it go check it out i should probably check um but yeah it's like a thing they don't tell you about no. and like people don't know it like you can go to physical therapy for these kinds of things yeah but it helps with the rehab because yeah i mean you like tore your stuff mm-hmm. and that's where like yeah. your bladder and stuff go so yeah all the pee dribble yeah i have to problems. i cross my legs and i sneeze now okay yeah i kind of have to do that should probably go to that whole it's pelvic floor. like a cool floor. party trick. Yeah. <laughs> but That's no. like the worst party trick. I'm going to take this stance right now to tell everyone about pelvic floor PT. Go, go, go check it like, out. Because, like, we learn about it in school, and that's why I'm like, oh, shit, like, this seems intense. Like, mm-hmm. all the things that can happen to you. Like, I know all the things that can happen to you, so I'm like, ooh, ooh. I think that makes it scarier it, knowing it, all the things. Yeah. Like, I kind of went in blind of whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and it's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. Because because you don't know yeah ignorance I'm a is warrior. bliss honestly mm-hmm. like the yeah. things i know now i'm like i'm 
oh my god i'm gonna die of everything <laughs> things are gonna happen to me i'm just gonna like wilt away into like <laughs> this puddle yeah. but you know it's like I feel like they should tell people about the recovery after because I felt like nobody talked to me. About no that. one, and then they're just like, "Oh, your baby's fine, great, go do things." And then the yeah. mom's left with like, "Uh, there's things happening to me still, and yeah. I need help with them." Does anyone does anyone know what's going on? I was so appreciative to have my mom. Like, I I don't think I could have done it. Like, I love Bud, and he was a great supporter, but I think for him, I'd just be pissed at him. Yeah, I'd be it's like, like you uh, you have no idea what I'm going through right yeah. now. Don't tell me exactly you, you know. need someone that's like been there done that yeah and two like i never thought about the fact i changed none of callie's diapers in the hospital because oh. i was changing my own <laughs> like oh yes the diapers the don't they have like mesh mesh yeah diapers? they have mesh underwear which i was thankful for because like who wants to mess up your clothes yeah like nice underwear i brought now. i brought my own pajamas which uh-huh. i was really thankful for i bought like a button down that were really comfy and like sh- they had shorts and stuff yeah so then i could like breastfeed her easily and but so you go right from labor and delivery i think we were in that room for an hour after callie was born uh-huh. and then she kind of gets taken and they run all the tests yeah um and then we got put in a recovery room that we were in until we got to go home but i remember like the second day or no so that night the first night uh-huh. that we had her everybody leaving the hospital that night and Bud and I just kind of looked at each other he had gone to the vending machine to like go get a drink or something and he came back and it was literally just like Callie and the little like cradle of asthma thing <laughs> you're like Here and the two go. of us and Bud literally was like <laughs> who left us alone with her like it's just us now yeah like we we have to do this mm-hmm <laughs> That's think, terrifying. Yeah, it was super terrifying. The first night wasn't bad because she slept. Like, obviously, yeah. it's traumatic for yeah. her to, like, come, <laughs> come out, out into, into the, the world. world. Yeah. And so she she slept really good. And then the next day, I remember, like, my I told my mom, I was like, I need, I need you to come help me shower. Yeah. And so she, like, helped me get into the shower. And I will never forget being in the hospital bathroom. Yeah. And looking at my body. And you're like, oh, wow. I feel like the scene in The Grinch with Jim Carrey. <laughs> you know how he has, like, he, like, turns to the side and, like, yeah. looks in his gut. And then lets it out. Yeah. That was 100% best visual that I could relate this to, uh, like, day after <laughs> delivering. I was like. I feel like they should not have mirrors. No. Or full-length mirrors. What? No. It wasn't a full-length oh, okay. mirror. But no. they shouldn't have mirrors because, I mean. You just went through hell and back, and now yeah. they're like, "Hey, look at yourself. Oh, do you mm-hmm. recognize this person? No, no, oh. this is not a person that I recognize. Like, literally. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, and uh, but it was great. Like getting to shower, I felt like a whole new person. And then I like walked out, and my father-in-law was there, and like I was still like, <laughs> like "Hey, yeah," and I was like still super like out of it. Oh yeah, but it was it was interesting. I thrive when there's people around. Yeah. Like, I, I do a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that there were so many people visiting us in the hospital, I think, was really helpful because yeah. then I wasn't in my own head. Yeah, yeah, About, like, all the things. You're preoccupied mm-hmm. with the visitors, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, labor and delivery, we just kind of went for it. Like, I mean, it was going to be what it was going to be. And it, it, thankfully go. for us, it worked out the best possible way. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have changed that for the world. We were really fortunate. Yeah. 
I know. I remember I got the text and like little updates and I was like went to bed one night and I was like I told my roommate who was like in a twin bed like Mm -hmm. four feet away from me. I was like, oh my God, my friend's gonna have a baby. And Mm -hmm. I was like and then we woke up the next morning. She's like, did she have the baby? Did she have the baby? And I was like, yep, baby's here. And I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, just had to go to sleep and Heather had a baby. Like, this is great. I love this. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was gonna be like like a week long like horror story of Mm -hmm. all these things, but yeah, it seemed like yours went pretty yeah, it did. smooth for the most part. Yeah, and now I have a very different opinion of, like, of people in the hospital. Before, I remember my cousin who who had her daughter nine months before Callie was born, and I remember being that person was like, I have to go visit her in the hospital. Like, she has to know that I love her enough yeah. to visit her. I him. have to be there. Like, yeah. When you think about that logic as a parent, I love you enough to see you the day that you delivered and are at your freaking worst yeah, like, like let me see you look like you know warm the lowest. dog poo yeah yeah <laughs> and I, honestly my cousin looked fabulous like she looked like she didn't deliver and she was super happy and looked great and that sounds wonderful yeah she did a great job um but like now i've since then like my last cousin just delivered in december and she like at that point I was a parent like I knew better I was like I'm gonna let you have your time with your kid and I'm gonna text you and tell you that I love you and if you need anything I'm here but I'm gonna leave you the hell alone yeah because people are different like yes I appreciated people coming but at the same time you know now I have a kid and we've got a germ factory and like being the ones to like go say hi, like that's not necessarily a yeah. thing anymore yeah so I uh, that's a very different perspective I know I feel like I feel like most people have that feeling like I have to go like yeah. I have to like be there for this wonderful moment but like on but at that point you're there to see the baby like, yeah if you're, you're basically not... saying you give two shits about the yeah. parents because I, I was I forgot what I was reading the other day but they were talking about that how like the mother I think you read that article too yeah. about how like the mother mm-hmm. after born like who cares she's oh, yeah. she's gone she doesn't matter anymore no. it's just about the baby because and it's like oh my gosh you're like... literally going through so much <laughs> and, yeah. and people are like I want to see the baby and I was like yes that is my baby that but I come physically I was like that physically just came out of me and I am freaking exhausted yeah like you know yeah so I could see it both ways I do I have a couple pictures from right after Callie was born and I was on Pitocin so my face was super puffy yeah and then I have another one from like a little while later and I felt a lot better but it's like that day that you had the baby like your body just went through something ridiculous you just went through trauma yeah like that is that's like, trauma mm-hmm. yes I don't yeah. think people realize that no I remember, and I feel like it's so funny. So many people are like, oh, my God, what was the first thing you ate after you had your baby? <laughs> that would be my question. What did you eat? <laughs> I honestly, it was so funny. I love food. I'm a big foodie, but I tore. So I got stitches. So the first thing that I was You'd thinking You'd be scared about, to eat, huh? I was terrified. They're oh. like, so what do you feel like eating? And I was like, nothing. Liquid, just liquid. I was like, I feel like eating nothing because I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. And that thought is terrifying. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'd be scared like. And they won't let you leave the hospital until you do. So oh, it's not saving yourself anything. My gosh. But it is. Yeah, I was on stool softeners for months. Mm. Question about poop. Did you <laughs> poop on the table? No. Okay. That's my biggest fear. Like, I'm going to, so, like, push a baby out and then shit everywhere. Fun story about that. <laughs> so we're, we're, I pushed for 45 minutes. And I remember, I don't know at what point the nurse had said, she's like, I can see that you're hesitating. <laughs> This happens all the time. Yeah, she was like, she's like, what are you thinking about? And I was like, she knew exactly yeah, what you were thinking did. about. She was like, it's gonna be fine. She's like, so many people do it. We won't tell you if you do. 
that's yeah that's what i was listening to that that yeah like people that they won't tell you if you do or you don't no there's a bucket under you like your butt is like not it's you're not just like pooping on a table so you know like there is oh yeah that's what i was wondering i was like is it just like you poop on the table no. and then they like quickly like change the no your <laughs> like, feet are what's in underneath stirrups you? there's like a bucket like somebody i was at work the other day and they were the girls were like yeah did you see your placenta and i was like no <laughs> I was too busy pushing a human out of me. Yeah. Like, well, at that point, they put Callie on your like Callie was yeah, on your chest. Yeah, you're too. And so I was so yeah, I was busy, and I wasn't one of those people. Like, I didn't save mine. I didn't like turn it into the oh, capsules yeah, that's or anything. An interesting topic. Um, and so I was. I never saw it. I remember them pushing on my belly to get it out, but mm. I like never saw it. Didn't none of it. But yeah, it's the like nurse. a big. It looks like a big booger to me. Like a big. Goopy, it's really weird. Bloody... Like, it's very veiny. Yeah. I've heard it being like equated to like the tree of life. Like that's kind of how. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's but, what uh, makes it sound so like majestic. Yeah. It makes it sound better. <laughs> it makes it sound pretty. Yeah. <laughs> the girls at work were saying, I guess somebody had like taken it and planted it as a tree. Oh. And then the tree died. I ne- <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know if I'm reading It's only the tree story. of life for one thing, mm, not for yeah, all things. I, think, I feel like that would be really sad. <laughs> like, oh man. You can only, yeah. Well, you can only grow one thing with it. Mm-hmm. We now know. Yeah. Don't grow other it did things it, with it. It served its purpose. I, yeah. I under, no, let, yeah. It, let it be. Let it well, be. and when I asked my doctor, because my cousin had hers capsulated for stuff, and they say it's supposed to be better for, like, postpartum, and, and I had asked yeah, my doctor. Yeah, supposed to be a bunch of benefits. And she's like, the reason that people used to eat their placenta was because protein was not readily available. Oh. Like, it was super helpful to them. She's like, there have been no studies. My mm-hmm. doctor is very analytical. I love her for it. I like this um, kind of people. And she had just had her son the year before. So mm-hmm. I was like, you just went through this. You know all the things. You read it for your own purposes, uh, like, in addition to the fact that yeah. you're an OB yourself. Because you know she's reading all, like, the mm-hmm. medical journals and, like, articles oh, yeah. and stuff like that before she does it. Yeah. And so she's like, there's no scientific reason for you to have to do it. So, like, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. And yeah. I was like, okay, good. I'm not doing it. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm, I was fishing. And the nurse was like, I could see you hesitating, like, what? Is your, and I was like, I'm afraid to poop. And she's like, honestly, it's the same muscle. You have yeah, to push it's, like yeah. you're pooping. And I was like, oh. And and she, like the next go round where they're like, okay, like here, you do your, you know, three pushes and push as hard as you can. And she, afterwards, she's like, I could see the difference. Could you feel the difference? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Could this have shaved time off of my like pushing experience yeah. if I was doing it like this from yeah. the, like in the first place? So if you're going to have a baby or push like you're pooping, just poop. It's okay. Everyone does it. There's that book. Everyone poops. Mm -hmm. Just let it happen. Yeah. Natural. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they've seen worse. They've probably. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that is not the worst thing that has happened. That's the one thing. If you're ever a patient in a hospital, just let them help you. Don't be Mm -hmm. embarrassed. Vanity goes out the window when you're in the hospital. I mean. Just don't be embarrassed. I feel like vanity goes out the window the minute you have a kid. <laughs> yeah, like now, you know. like so many people have seen my boobs. Yeah, like breastfeeding. I'm like they're nice boobs. <laughs> they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> they've uh, they've been through some trauma this year. Hey, that's okay though. They function. They they, they function. They did what they're supposed to do. Yeah, still doing it. Yeah, eight months. But they're good. Be proud of your boobs. <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. we have boob life. But yeah, so kids, labor and delivery, the whole bit. I yeah. like it happens how it's going to happen, and everybody's story is different. And you can't really define the like. You can try, 
to do it however you want to do it but just know it's it's gonna happen the way it's gonna be meant to be yeah i think that's like the biggest message that needs to get out there is like if you're going through it or like you're about to go through it like do it yeah like you said do it however you want to do it Mm -hmm. and you know whatever works best for you there's not a like one size fits all no and that goes for school for your job for all the expectations for your wedding for your kids like just do what is comfortable to you because that's how your heart's gonna be happy like if your heart's happy then you're happy yeah and i think the other biggest thing is just like going into any of these like life events knowing that like people are gonna have their opinions people are gonna give them to you whether you want it or not Mm -hmm. and there's gonna be people that no matter what you do are gonna be like "Mm, i don't agree with that or "Mm, i don't like the way you did that tough cookies that's the way i did it so you know it's just kind of prepping yourself there's we're in the day and age of feedback and there's gonna be feedback good and bad be ready for it but stick to whatever Mm -hmm. you know works for you and you're not alone like so many things (laughs) happen to so many people like there is no chance well there might be a chance that you're like one in a million that like does something a certain way but just know for the most part like there's so many people who are doing it the same way that you're doing it and as long as your family is happy and all the things are good screw it yeah just just find your people yeah you can find your people yeah that's all that matters well this took a quite interesting turn yeah uh, i didn't expect to get into the the, the real deep (laughs) sorry for the non-disclaimer before we started this we didn't know this is where this was going but we loved it and we hope you loved it and this was our first podcast so be gentle with yourself about expectations yeah just do what do give yourself grace and come join us next time love you guys see ya buddy i don't know but didn't tell us how to stop it (laughs) oh no thanks for tuning in to another episode of i'm already tired don't forget to take care of yourself mentally physically and emotionally And check back in with us next week on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at I'm Already Tired Podcast and on Twitter at underscore I'm Already Tired.